Hi everyone, welcome to the Axon Archives. Welcome back to the Axon Archives, actually, as we start Season 3. Uh, welcome to the Axon Archives, the highest rated Beast Wars podcast on Apple, Apple Podcasts now, where you watch every episode of the 90s CG cartoon Beast Wars. I'm, J- I'm Daoud. I'm James. And I am Morpheus. Hmm. Yep, uh, we brought Morpheus back uh, once again to talk about uh, this yeah. week's episode. <laughs> Which is a trip. Which is op- hmm? I can say which is optimal situation. Yeah. So, uh, because Morpheus is a returning guest, we're not we're gonna skip the three questions because we uh, unless any of your answers have changed. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and <laughs> before we started recording, we actually we finally answered the question of why Cheetor does not use his jets in robot mode. He can't. Uh, basically, his uh, the like the side, his torso where his jets would be coming out are kind of blocked. Hmm. Um, yeah, mystery solved. Also, with the addition of the the beast war, the Cheetor transmetal Cheetor figure I have, I'm almost close to a full set of Maximals. <laughs> nice. Um, I think I'm. Let's see, I got Silverbolt, Rhinox, uh, Cheetor, Rattrap, Optimus, uh. I guess depth charge and black arachnia uh towards the end. Mm-hmm. I might just have yeah, a full yeah. set. Yeah. Um speaking of which we so yeah, have a full set of maximals. Uh so with che- Transmetal Cheetor was also released on uh Forge to Fight, so now there's five Beast Wars characters uh who I am all, of course using exclusively. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Alright, so um like we said earlier, this is episode 40, episode 1 of season 3, Optimal Situation, which aired October 24th, 1998. That is five days before my 7th? 7th uh, birthday, yes. Uh, it was directed by Steve Sachs. The, this is the third of seven episodes he will direct for Beast Wars. Uh, and will return for, I believe, three episodes in Beast Machines. Written by mm-hmm. Bob Forward. Uh, 16 of 18 episodes he writes. Uh, something I want to say. Every time I uh, go to their pages on the TF Wiki to count which episode uh, out of what this is for him and uh, Larry Dottilio, every time I see the picture, I'm like, Bob Ford looks like a Larry, and Larry Dottilio looks like a Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps they were switched at birth. <laughs> maybe him and Robert, maybe Bob Ford and Robert Dottilio were switched. Uh, anyways, so uh, we start off with last time on Beast Wars. Black Rack, uh, Black Bolt found found the Ark, and Megatron's gonna blow it up. That's really all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end of the universe is, ha- is happening. Yep. The end of time as we know it. Uh, uh, so starting off, Silverbolt tries to protect Black Arachnia from the Time Storm, uh, and once again, Transformers shows that female Transformers do not need protectors; they need partners. Two weeks in a row, I'm, or, mm-hmm. sorry, the movie was, okay, skipping over one week, two weeks in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, Black Arachnid. You actually jumped ahead a bit, because it starts off with Megatron recapping by gloating before Black Arachnid turns in him. Answer, answering that one point where you were you were wondering, like, hey, does Megatron realize that uh, he's going to be killing a lot of his troops since a lot of them are maximal protoforms? And apparently, Black Arachnid does, in fact, realize and care about this. And activates a like 
like a defense system on the in front of the on the arc that flings Megatron out of Electronet. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which actually is addressed later on. So she does oppose this plan because uh, she was a protoform. Quick Strike, Inferno, and Rampage are, of course, uh, maximal protoforms too, but they don't oppose it because Quick Strike is ignorant. He doesn't. He probably doesn't realize this. Inferno is just crazy, and Rampage doesn't doesn't really have a say in the matter, and is also crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're also not present to to object. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like at some point, at the very least, Rampage would realize it. Although he might he might welcome Oblivion. Come to think of it, I think technically Waspman, well, I guess Waspman and Tarantulas are the only members of his original crew still around at this yeah, point. Yeah. Because we're down Scorbinok, Pterosaur, and technically Dinobot. I, wonder, I, I still... Well, okay, we did sort of get some uh, some semblance of how uh, Dinobot would react to this plan. Uh, but I still would like to see to see what his exact actions would have been in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, so, so, so getting back, yeah, Silverbolt's like trying to reassure Black Arachne, like, don't worry, I'll protect you from the obliterating time storm which I have can do nothing against. Yes, get under my wing. You'll be safe here. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I have actual plans that could solve that could help solve this. You know, honestly, I think he's scared and he, and uh being close to her is giving him comfort. He's mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he know he knows Black Arachnia. He knows that she'll get them out of this. Which is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, after kicking him out, after quicking uh, Megatron out, Bakarachnia uh, uses her codes to try to undo the damage to, uh, to Optimus Prime. Uh, in my notes, I refer to them as Prime and Primal, just to keep them straight. Uh, mm-hmm. So put it puts him on auxiliary life support, which basically, like, uh, the Autobot symbol insignia on his shoulder, like, depresses in, and uh, Silverbolt puts it, like, put the charging cable onto him. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it stabilizes the storm and stops everyone from fading yeah. out for a bit. Uh, the Maximals fly in. Uh, I actually thought they were, they, were, they all came on the floating platforms that were on the dark side. Then I realized, no, mm-hmm. they're on uh, Primal Surfboard and uh, Ratchet riding on Cheetor. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> they, see, they see Prime and Primal, of course, says, well, that's just Prime. <laughs> and then Rattrap quips, well, what's left of him anyway? And I think Rhinox elbows I think he smacks him in the back of the head. Yo, he, he smacks him. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Prime Sparks, uh, Rhinox said the Prime Sparks already moving on, so uh, Primal try, tries, to, tries to move it, but he can't survive outside of a living body, so he decides to put it inside himself. Which is, of mm-hmm. course, dangerous because the uh, because he's a prime, he also carries the matrix of leadership with him. We'll get into why that's uh, a continuity that's incorrect continuity in a second. Well, yeah, so they open up Prime's test, and if you watch the movie, this that scene will look very familiar, although it's kind of weird since the chamber of revealing a thing that looks like but is not quite the matrix of leadership for the spark and. Primal holds it up, and a cavity within himself opens up where you can see his spark. He takes both sparks into himself, and the force of it knocks him back. 
Uh, uh, so not knowing as a kid, not knowing anything about G one, uh, and or and even when I did know and saw this episode again, but hadn't seen the movie, I kind of took this to mean that his that when he became a prime, his spark actually fused with the Matrix leadership. Uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I mean, that's a decent. That's a that had canons this problem away. Yeah. The only yeah it it the only thing I would say is if you notice the matrix what's holding Prime's spark it isn't orange around it so it might not be the matrix mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, the actual explanation is the animators were looking for reference came across the Transformers movie and based on all that didn't realize the matrix wasn't his spark. Uh, later fan later uh fan comics from uh would would. Re- would retcon it by saying like, "Oh, that's that was the false fake chamber to like protect from the real Matrix." Yeah, it's a deep, it's a decent enough no prize <laughs> answer. I... Anyways, it, it's not too important for this. Just know that he has the spark, and for so whatever reason, his spark kind of looks like yeah. the Matrix. Symbolism. Yeah. So, uh, Black Raccoon manages to get the repair equipment on, and a drone comes out. Vinox jumps on top of it and uses his feet to hit all the buttons. Yeah, a, a good gag that persists through this episode, and I think through most of season three, is because Autobots are bigger than Maximals, all the technology is kind of hilariously oversized <laughs> for them. They're like a bunch of borrowers. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, good for you if you get that reference. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> so, uh, this repair this repair hood, I'm going to call it, comes down out of the ceiling and uh, comes around him to repair it looks like the that mask from total recall which apparently is, wasn't coincidental i can see that they've done a ton of other like sci-fi yeah. references so I, I forget that bit of total recall but i will take uh, it's in that, that airport where that lady is trying to uh like it's get through then it uh it takes the mask off and it turns out to be arnold schwarzenegger yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Megatron calls Inferno and Waspinger for backup so they can finish the job, and he t- <laughs> he tells them to pull themselves back together, quite literally in some cases. Uh-huh. Yeah, we see uh, Waspinger finally finish reassembling himself. Quick strike, snake arm like crawls up to his for- to his fallen body, which raises multiple questions. And uh, Rampage pulls himself out of the ashes as as well as Inferno. So yeah. Inferno, not actually dead. <laughs> he got vaporized in uh, Agenda Part 2. Inferno is in such bad shape. He can't walk straight. He's, <laughs> like, his back is sputtering, trying to fly. And he's like, yes, royalty, <laughs> I'm on the way. Yeah, I think for the rest of the series, he has, like, a crack. He has, like, a, like, spider spider cracks in, like, one of his optics. Like, he's charred the rest of this episode, for, like, for, at least, for sure. Oh yeah, right, right. But I think even after this, when he gets like properly fixed, one of his eyes is still kind of uh, uh, partially Dude, broken. He's the spawn of Unicron. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so inside the arc, the tensions are high, and Rattrap, of course, still doesn't trust Black Arachnia. But uh, Rhinox being wrong, just tells them all to shut up and sit down. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Primal starts mutating and turns into what will soon be called Optimal Optimus. Which uh, I have the clip mm-hmm. of him transforming. Uh, I already. Yes. Yeah, it's they do it very like old school like horror movie where like you see a silhouette, you get like brief glimpses of like wings bursting out of his arms and then a silhouette doing like 
kind of make it more body horror. And also, probably, like, the less is more is definitely a better case, since it, since I imagine there were probably limits on the kind of morphing technology they had. Well, one of his hands shattered. Yeah, that was weird. Huh? There is that, too. Uh, so Tarantulas is little minions, which apparently are called arachnoids, uh, according to the TF Wiki. Uh, they pull him back together. One of them pushes Ravage's head off a cliff. Uh, mm. I mean, considering they work for Tarantulas, it may or may not have been on purpose. Yeah. So, and Megatron calls over the radio. Tell, uh, this is when he tells them all to pull himself together. But he, and he, he comes mm. in with Inferno right, right as... Uh, Optimus is finished transforming, uh, and and they they start opening fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses his Optimus uses his wings to as a blast shield, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he also quickly transforms into Grill Mode, which is kind of easy to miss because it doesn't look too dissimilar mm-hmm. from his robot mode. No, the so I actually have this figure. There is n- almost no change. To any of his lower half of his body in any of his form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, from what I, I, yeah. I got a oh. pic of it, but it looks like just his head changes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a gorilla head and a different mm-hmm. chest. Oh, also, we almost forgot a a a, a cloud of cheetahs. Like, big bot has got even bigger. <laughs> Black Hackney has sneaked off here, and. And Final tells him, what are you doing? Not in here. Take it outside. Uh, mm-hmm. Which he, of course, is not willing to. Uh, actually, we get some really good banter. I didn't, to, I didn't write it down, but this is when Megatron actually names him Optimal Optimus. Yeah. They, they do have, like, two good exchanges. Like, first, like, Megatron's like, you wouldn't dare fire in here. It might upset history. We have four million years to clean you off the walls, Megatron. I might risk it. And then we have the second stage where he names it's like, this is not, this is not the end of it, Optimus. No. The universe shall cower to get, or to, once at the name of Megatron, and it shall do so again. To which Optimus pulls out, uh, Op- Optimal Optimus pulls out a classic Optimus line, this freedom is the right of all sentient beings, Megatron. Which implies, then they'd better stay out of my way. Did you notice that Optimus's voice in this episode only is like an amalgamation of Prime and Primal together. Yeah, no, he definitely makes a much deeper voice, kind of John Wayne impression, which is something I believe uh, Peter Collins said on the record that he that he is that he does kind of channel himself when he does the Optimus Prime voice. Uh, he he uh, Peter Collins said that he based the the Prime voice off of uh, off of his brother, who was a Vietnam veteran, uh, mm-hmm. who, who I, came back with that voice basically. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. I think, yeah, you meant his brother? Okay. Yeah. No, that's right, that's right. John Wayne gets fought up, but, like, it's also his brother, which I think is also, like, part of the reasons why Peter Cullen does refer to, like, Optimus Prime as the favorite voice he's done. Yeah, because it's one of... And, like, while I'm sure you, like, a lot of actors will say that, oh, yeah, the next thing, like, that's the one where you can say, yeah, that's probably actually true for him. True. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe his brother is no longer with him, uh, so it, it is kind of a little remnant right. of him left behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And considering the fact that this voice doesn't stick around past this, uh, I think past this episode, uh, I'm willing to bet that this is Prime sort of embodying Primal. I mm-hmm. I wonder if it's only there until the end of the episode after what happened. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I meant. Yeah. Yeah. He also ge- when he also gives chase to them, he also uses uses up Prime's line like Trent. It's like it's time to transform and roll out. <laughs> and one thing you and he transforms into his uh, third, uh, which I think he transforms into his third mode, which is like a kind of like motorcycle I think thing. Okay. No, no, it's like good. First, we skipped over a part. First, he has his flight mode after he falls mm-hmm. on everyone during the attack. <laughs> yeah. And then he transforms into the flight mode. Yeah. Yeah, and during this, you can see he has a, a vehicle mode cockpit, and you can see a spark inside of it, which uh, is which is uh, supposed to be the spark of of uh, Prime Classic. Yeah, so uh, they, they uh, he called in Waspinator for cover fire. They es- the Predacons escape, or sorry, he meaning Megatron. Uh, they escape uh, when they they all go out on standing on Optimus's flight mode. Uh, which, well, then the Predacons call the cave in to to, as Megatron puts it, you shall be the first Cybertronian fossils. He puts a weird mm-hmm. pause in there though. Yes. Uh, so which is when he uses his wings to. The blast shield or Optimus uses his wings of the blast shield again, and says, uh, mm-hmm. "What is it?" Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to remember the first part of the, the line. It's it's like uh, eyes open, Maximals. It's time to transform and roll out, which is when he actually goes into a vehicle mm-hmm. mode. Yeah, the tank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, uh, as Megatron and Inferno are flying away, he he. He sees Black Arachnia with her foot stuck under a rock, and he tells him, like, what did you expect? You you think I was going to die for your ambitions? She also mm-hmm. has a lot of battle damage on her, too. Oh, she's about to have a lot more mm-hmm. in a second. <laughs> yeah, she... There's a scene where she, like, escapes through, like, one of the vents in the arc during the confusion. So I don't know if that's that's why she looks all messed up. I did put him in as, like, Black Arachnia, like, launches a formal job complaint. <laughs> And gets, and gets terminated for it. <laughs> yeah, was Megatron's line? Um, then or now, no more betrayals. Yeah, yeah. And he promptly shoots her off screen. You can hear her screaming, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So the uh, so primal uh, primal bursts through the rock in his tank mode. Uh, sees Megatron mm-hmm. Inferno flying off and. Uh, and takes flight himself, which is when Cheetor makes a remark, uh, jumping gyros, uh, Optimus really learns a new body fast. This is when Rattrap decides to break the fourth wall and says, well, he changes them often enough. Complete with a rim shot. Yeah, a literal <laughs> rim shot. Yep. And uh, Silverbolt goes over to Black Arachnia and... Uh, and basically, kind of has the the old movie trope of uh, a tragic a tragic werewolf holding his dead beloved in his arms, uh, which will uh, wait. Actually, that might be later. But he uh, he oh no, like, completes oh. it later. But hmm? yeah. But he does say like uh, you're 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 not you're not bad. Like you just saved all of us. Oh, he doesn't just say that. He says black arachnia. Dark poison of my heart, <laughs> abide with me yet a while. Yeah. That's the most absurd line he could possibly <laughs> say. Uh, Chidor actually took off with Primal, and I guess the Flyers just took off with him. Mm-hmm. 
They uh yeah. They easily beat Waspinator Inferno and Megatron, but Megatron has a plan. Uh Rampage and Tarantulas are both trying to pull out the supports of the Axelon. Uh my, my yeah. Primal comes in and cuts the ropes and we see that Prim- Primal is now bigger than Rampage, who up to this point was currently the largest transformer. Mm-hmm. We we did skip over a moment as uh at the end of the Black Arachnid Silver Bolt sequence, like uh, Black Arachnid powers off, and Silver gives a big no and just cries for a moment before, like, Ryan Anox uh, and Retro is like, Are you done? She just wanted a stasis lock. We can, we can repair her. Like, Oh, um, I knew that. <laughs> he's, he's laying there just like, Oh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it's 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 very it's a very much a, almost like a Pietra moment with him like with Black Arachnia's body. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame him. There've been a lot of deaths in the dramatic deaths in yeah, this show. True. And I think okay, so I I'm not sure. Spoilers: At some point, uh, Black Arachnia be, officially becomes a Maximal. Uh, it sounded like she was going to here, but compare, but considering what Optimus says at the end of this, uh, and at the end of the episode, and the fact she got a little offended by getting called the Maximal, so she's a Predacon siding with the Maximals now? No, she, she mm-hmm. said, as a Maximal, I join your side, but as a Predacon, uh, not. No, but remember at the end, uh, Optimus uh-huh. says, uh, Maximals, and then she clears her throat. That's- and Predacon, yeah. Yeah, but we'll get that in a second. Uh, so, yeah. uh, Rampage shoots a missile, and Optimus realizes it's coming straight for his chest, where the Optimus Prime spark is there. He uh, tries to block it with his arm, deflects the missile, which promptly hits the cliffside where the Aklon was, uh, was sitting, and it falls into two pieces, like the Titanic, into the river below. Yeah. It's taken like two 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 seasons of abuse. It, it's not going to survive a third. Yeah, uh, there's actually. A, I wonder if it. Yeah, yeah. I, also, I also put in my notes like there remains that the Axelon fall into much better rendered water than Caesar one. Agreed. There's actually a very good reason why they got rid of the Axelon. Uh, uh, basically, Optimal Optimus is way too big for the bridge. Uh, we'll see in a second that uh, in the last scene that. He's actually standing on the lower deck below the bridge, and he is, his head still would go through the roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right, so after... Hmm? I believe Cheetor, I, I believe I wrote down part of a Cheetor line as he looks like, talk about your crispy frozen uh, slag. So, after he shoots the missile, like, Rampage jumps off the cliff cackling into the river. Yeah, then he says, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, talk about your, uh, crispy cold hard slag yeah mm-hmm. uh which asked Optimus, what do we do now regroup and take this pressure cargo back to where it belongs as they mm-hmm. leave tarantulas is hiding behind a rock and starts uh laughing not maniacally but mischievous. i think he's just happy to be alive no there's there's actually <laughs> a very good reason why he's laughing uh That's true. yeah he knows the location mm-hmm. of the ark now uh, mm-hmm. He's got some his own plans for that, but yeah. So uh, yep. Prime wakes up for after, when they put the spark back inside. Uh, Prime wakes up for a second, and for a moment, both Optimai meet face to face for once. Yeah, 
which uh, going off the Latin, because Optimus is a Latin word, optimize the multiple of Optimuses. <laughs> it's not op- op- Optimodes? Modes? Modes? <laughs> I know the joke, I know the joke you're making, mind. but... Um, that reminds you of a Roman joke, I'll tell it later. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, they, they salvage what's left of the Axelon and make a command center, uh, for, inside the Ark in order mm-hmm. to better defend it. This is where we see Optimus, like, standing in what was the wreckage of the bridge. Uh, he's standing on the deck below the bridge, and his head still would have gone through the ceiling. Man, thank God it landed mm-hmm. directly on those rocks instead of in the actual water. Yeah. <laughs> um... Mm-hmm. What do you, and this, this was actually where he said, all right, uh, um, Maximals and, and Predacon, uh, we need to salvage what we can. And then they cut to the command center. Uh, <laughs> after, after a scene break, uh, he says, we're moving in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, yep. what do you, what do you guys think? I thought it was good. I don't know if I had actually seen this episode in advance. Like, I've mentioned, like, season three was kind of spotty, so, like, I don't remember seeing the beginning just, like, knowing, like, clearly, I I knew what happened because, like, because I had, you know, read notes and just, like, well, obviously they did something to stop the time Mm -hmm. stream. It does, like, I will admit, like, they kind of solve it a little easily, but which I think is, like, a problem, you know, just a a natural consequence of you, you have, like, the super dramatic season ender. It's like the best of best of both worlds problem. Just like you go like such a dramatic cliffhanger. Like, well, how do you resolve it? It's like, well, we're gonna cheat. Well, we come back. That's not exactly true. I mean, a pivotal thing for the rest of the season is, well, here's the arc. Great. Mm-hmm. Now we have to basically stay here because if we leave the arc, they're gonna destroy it, and we're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's bad. Just like it, like it isn't quite the same height. Like they were, like they resolved like the old uh, problem of like, oh no, the time stream is unraveling very quickly. That yeah, because they have like other stuff they need to get to, and it's, like set up new status mm-hmm. quo. That is, yeah, yeah. Again, not bad. Not, but just look. Uh, not bad. Just I think it's worth noting that like they saw they solved that part very quickly. Where compared to like season two, where you got a while to decompress on the fall, all out of the death of often uh, of often primal. Speaking of which, so uh, Austin's primal's got a new body, so let's go over with it. So optimal optimus, I think, was the biggest, uh, probably one of the biggest toys of the original uh, Beast Wars yes. line. Uh, oh, actually. No. There's one that's bigger. Or as big. Oh, it... And I think it... But it, it's gonna be a spoiler for later, though, if I say who it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. He is gonna do some deform modes, although he does kind of, like, he suffers from a problem a lot of Transformers do if they transform into, like, more than, like, three modes where, uh... They kind of all look together at a point where he has like robot mode, beast mode, attack car mode, and flight mode. And you probably, if not for certain things, you'd probably just be like, well, what's the difference between 
some of these. That's true, yeah. I'm looking at these. Uh, white mode and tank mode, not a huge difference. Yeah. Again, this, that happens with a lot of multi-form changes. Like, if you look at, like, some of the original, like, six changers from Generation 1, uh, uh, Quick Switch and Six Shot, they have the, the same problem. Mm. Like, it's just, like, the more you add mode, the more, like, they have to be able to, like, look like a thing in each mode, which means that each mode is less distinct. Wow. I will tell you... But... I, I will tell you this. As someone who's got this, that tank mode is infuriating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that seems like... I, I remember having that, and that seems kind of fiddly, like, trying to get it to hold the exact the position. The problem is his that wheel that he has is kept inside of his stomach, mm-hmm. and it it has to flip out and move properly. Same with his beast mode head. And it's all like, if you get it wrong, even slightly, it will not roll. It will not work at all. Yeah. Oh, th- this toy also has some electronic gimmick where they kind of show this in the show where he has like two big guns. And if you pull it back a little bit, there's light. The missiles are clear and there's light piping. So you get like red light going down. Remember, yeah. Correct. And then they also can fire off. Yes, they just don't sink into his chest like they do in the show. Yeah, anyways, so he also has a text back. So let me read it off real quick. Optimal Optimist, a wise and compassionate Maximal Commander, developed his trademark valor and heroism during his role in the Beast Wars. Exposure to a nebulous entity reconfigured him to the ultimate four-mode transmetal. Optimal Optimist's reactive smart missile cannons are functional in all modes of operation. Hypersonic attack mode. He has an upgraded Cybertronian Air Guardian te- jet technology, but with scramjet modules specialized for an unmatched velocity. In armored ground assault mode, he transgresses all terrain and overcomes all opposition. Battle reactive blast shield supplying with an impenetrable fence, making Optimal Optimus the most potent threat to ever face against Megatron and his Predacon. And all of his stats are 10 plus. Ooh. Well, of course, he's got Wonder Woman's arm gauntlet. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so, weirdly enough, this toy is considered, even though, like, the, the big thing of the, at this point is, like, Transmetal 2s, this one's still technically considered a Transmetal 1. It's a weird distinction. That's, that's odd. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah, this, this form would be, this toy would be, uh, reused for a couple other things, uh, most notably for... Yeah, Primal Prime from the uh, from the uh, Botcon Beast Wars comics, where and uh, it would, it it technically will also make a reappearance in a uh, Beast Machine, so that one form never actually got a toy. That's true. It did not. Yeah, yeah. It also got another version during the very short-lived uh, Transformer <laughs> like Titanium series line. He got. Uh, they did one of this toy. It only has the jet mode at the time. I don't. I forgot this one existed. Yeah, all those ones did. Like those ones were. That was those ones were initially for a all one that was done by. The U.S. team in Hasbro, instead of like uh, 
you know, just kind of like, just kind of like, uh, you know, uh, how the soup is made type stuff. Most Transformer toys are designed, are usually the design and modeled it by Takara. Like, usually Hasbro will, like, send some design, and then they'll, like, do the prototyping there. The titanium like, was done by Hasbro's U.S. division, and they were a bit less experienced than you can tell on some of them. So it's not the best-looking toy, but, like, hey, they tried. I think that's all the versions of the body that go around. Uh, oh no, I forgot about Power of the Prime. I didn't, I did not know about this one too. That's probably because it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Optimus Primal actually won. I'm not sure if it was Optimus Primal or Optimal Optimus. Same, same person. Um, won a vote for the next Power of the Primes uh, toy line. Or toy- the, uh, yeah, Evolution Armor. It looks like, I, I'm a bit familiar, but it looks like, like they're doing a, doing like a Power Master deal, deal with him, or, or Pretender, where you have like a figure that is an Optimus who can transform into a cargo ship and also serve as a surfboard, and then he can combine with his armor to like an Optimus, to do, uh, do like the flight mode and the robot mode, where it can do the gorilla mode on his own. And you can also, like, do the backpack with the gun. Uh, something I got here on the uh, TF Wiki. If you don't want Beast Wars to win, do not put it on the ballot. Because it will pretty much win every time. I mean, that happens every time. Every time. You, like, Dinobot won the ballot. Megatron won the ballot. Wasp Painter won the ballot. People like Beast Wars, turns out. Yep. Oh, I mean, it did kind of save the franchise. Yes. Yeah, love Beast, Wars. True. Beast Machines is another story. So much hate. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, I I know it's not as good as I remember, but come on. Yeah, I mean, like we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll go to Fair Shake when we get <laughs> to it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not going to be as good as I remember as a kid, but I am sure it's not going to be as bad as everyone says. Uh, we'll definitely find yeah. out. Okay, so uh, that's all the Optimus Primal toys. Yeah, Optimus. obviously we're, we're not going to talk about all those other other toys. We're just like sticking to the ones that are specifically based on his Optimus Optimus form. So I think that makes it for the episode. Yeah. Oh wait, sorry. So character spotlight. So we have messages from the Golden Disc. Can you expand on that? The fact we are the highest rated Beast Wars podcast on Apple Podcasts. So we have a we had an email uh, somewhat recently from. Uh, someone who basically put together a Google for podcast. It's called Listen Notes. You can find it at listennotes.com. Uh, uh, one of the things he uh, told us about was that you can sort of look at other podcasts that have the same subject matter as you. So I was like, oh, uh, you know, see how you rank up, uh, maybe listen to something from them, get some ideas, stuff like that. Uh, so I looked at the list and I cross referenced that with. Uh, on Apple iTunes, so uh, the Beast Unleashed podcast from Ecast Radio Network, they uh, have 15 reviews, whereas we have five, but we're higher. That is good. All right, go us. And there's uh, also the Warren Beast podcast. Uh, podcast they up, uh, they're still going. Uh, I think I mentioned them before. Uh, Beast Friends Forever. That is a good name. I will admit. Uh, Beast, War, War and Beast or Beast Friends Forever? 
War and Beast. Oh, okay. Yeah, then there's uh, Beast Friends Forever, and then uh, the one that is for sure... Actually, wait, I think Beast Friends Forever is not updating anymore. Their last one was nine months ago. Uh, but yeah. Stasis Lock... Uh, <laughs> Stasis Lock from Realm of Corre- Collectors, they are definitely still going. They're um, they updated about a week ago as of this recording. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. Out of uh, out of all of them, I think we're the uh, only one besides uh, Beast Unleashed to have any actual reviews. <laughs> but thanks to everybody out there, we actually have reviews to when maybe we're the highest reviewed ones. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to our MVP. So Morpheus, who is your MVP? I'd honestly have to say probably Prime. Primal. Just because he did what he had to do. Okay, and uh, James, who is your MVP? I'm gonna go with Black Arachne, just like, trying to get stuff get stuff done in this episode, and uh, seeing on behalf of all workers' rights for like, against crappy bosses and getting uh, canned for it. Very relatable to me. I'm gonna give it to uh, Silverbolt because for once, he uh, he was very entertaining to watch, and he was a bit melodramatic. Hey, we actually all picked different ones this time. <laughs> and so next, uh, so that's our that's our MVBs. Next episode preview. Uh, next episode, a mysterious transformer arrives on Earth, continuing his obsessive quest for justice, or is it vengeance in deep metal? Yeah. You guys are gonna yep. love that. Still got time for new characters yeah. before the end of the show. <laughs> Couple. Uh don't forget mm-hmm. Let me say that there's like it's still a Phil thirteen episode, so it's not like it's a meet it's not like this is like a generation one season four episode where it's technically only like four parts oh, yeah. of a four parter. And actually didn't they didn't they also uh didn't they broadcast the movie as a, like a five part or something? Yeah, and it had these weird connections intersect where it had like a live action prime with a with a kid, like giving him lessons. Mm. They're very weird. Right. So, uh, before we get to our closing, Morpheus, where can p- people find you online? Uh, you can find me at Morph Figures on Twitter and uh, Morpheus Meadows on Facebook. I since last time uh, I finished primary recording on one video. I just have to add in special effects, and that'll be up soon. Uh, Beyond that, there's lots more to come. I'm just learning as I go. Cool. Yeah. Those little sample videos you showed us uh, last time you were here, they they look pretty well put together. Yeah, this one will be a whole Bionicle fight, but I have to finish the actual effect for it first. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, anything else before we get to our closing? Uh, I okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, if you listen to the Axon Archives, if you have any questions you want to guess on the show or just want to talk about B-Sports, you can reach us on Twitter at Axon Archives or by email at axonarchives at gmail.com. You find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Podknife, Podbean, Podchaser, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please uh, leave a rating and a review to help people find the show. Uh, check out our website at axon archives, sorry, axon.bustrot.com. 
If you want to follow either of us on Twitter, you can follow me at Dowfact. And I'm at Discord underscore Inc. Until next time, Beast Wars continue. Beast or Bop, we're still the baddest.